Hello and welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm joined today by Vieta Fagundes Dos Santos, who is our local expert on all things change management, particularly around behavior and how to, I suppose, drive the right change. And today, Vieta is going to be here with us talking about effects and the importance of working with others and even yourself uh, by focusing on effects. So welcome, Vieta. Hello. Right, so to get us started, do you have a bit of a story that can start us off about <laughs> a time when effects has worked really well, or perhaps when not using effects has worked really poorly? <laughs> I do indeed. Um, I actually have a story where I had probably just started working in Viago and it was being hammered into me that, you know, we should be talking in effects. And I think I didn't really give it much importance. <laughs> okay. Um, but after what happened, and since that day forward, <laughs> I very well understand the importance of talking in effect. So I'll share that story with you. I think it's a good one to start with. Sounds like it, yep. So this would have been probably early 2000s, mid 2000s. I had just, we, well, I, I always keep saying I, my husband and I had just purchased our first home and it was being freshly renovated. So, and we couldn't wait to move in. So we kind of moved in as the builders were leaving. And as it is, when you move into a new place, the first thing you want is internet. So the first thing I noticed was that the actual phone jack was missing from the house. And I wasn't surprised because, you know, we literally shooed the, the builders out. So they probably didn't have time to finish. That's my logic. Yep. Um, so to solve the problem, I rang the internet company. Was it Spark at the time? And asked them to come and install some jacks for me. To which they obliged. Seems reasonable. <laughs> Seems yep. reasonable. Yep. That'll fix my problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and they were very quick in a matter of a couple of hours, actually, they sent the guy down. He installed, he installed the jack. It was about 200 bucks. I plugged my modem in my phone and there was no line. And I thought, oh, that's odd. <laughs> well, call Spark back up. Hey, I want to have internet, but my, my phone line has no line, has no dial tone. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you have no cables running from the street to your house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I go down to the garage. This guy, this technician has literally installed a jack, had nowhere to put the plug the wires into <laughs> and literally left them hanging in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ridiculous. So I had no internet, which is what I was actually after. And that is how I learned that I should be talking in effects. Nice. So did you, did you fix it? Did you tell them, okay, well, look, actually what I want is internet. How do I get that? So pretty much my next, my next thing was, okay, scrap the jacks. I need internet. Um, but basically what I ended up having to do was um, just to obviously use wireless connection yeah which was a funny looking contraption well back in the day um funny looking thing that you kind of put on your window 
um, and oh. it kind of talks to the nearest cell tower. Um, but basically, yeah, had I just called and said, hey, I want internet, they would have, you know, the, I know it sounds a bit dodgy if I had to say the effect I'm after. Um, but yeah, had I just rang and said, hey, I want internet, they would have on their end checked everything that was needed for me to have it instead of sending them on a goose chase of installing jacks and spending me spending money um, and still not getting what I was after. Yeah, right. That's a but good yeah. one. It's quite interesting, actually, how often we do that, isn't it? Like, even though you're hiring an expert, you kind of somehow think you still know what needs to be done. And so you tell them <laughs> a list of things to do rather than asking for an outcome. I know. I think... Um... I think that what it is, Peter, is I think we get attached to solutions. Like we've done something in the past and it worked. It gave us oh, yeah. whatever we were after. Yep. And we don't really take into account. We just sort of ask for, so in, sort of in future, we say, instead of saying, this is the effect I'm after, we go, oh, this is the action I'm after. Can you do this for me? Because last time you did this for me, I got what I wanted. And we kind of don't... In take into account that our environment is not static. We live <laughs> in a quite a variable changing world. So the safeguard, I guess, is just describing what you want rather than telling the person what they should be doing. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. All right, so there's probably not a lot to, I suppose, break down into more detail. Uh, from that story it's a, a fairly clear to the point story self-explanatory um, yeah so what what would you what what are your steps now I suppose given the hindsight of that obviously working uh if you were going to get internet jacks installed you'd know how to fix that but for anything <laughs> else um you know work work related or, or or not uh family related or whatever but how do you make sure you don't do that again I suppose is the question I'll be completely honest with you. I keep doing that again. <laughs> right. You know, you know something, you keep doing it again and then you get it wrong. You go, oh, that's right. I should be talking in effects. Um, I guess, look, we're all human and there's no formal process. There's the yeah. gist of yeah. it, I guess, yeah. which is what I can give you. <laughs> um, and the gist is that we should describe what the end state looks like. So what will be achieved or what things will look like or how things will be different rather than giving sort of very detailed instructions or actions to the person. Yeah, Does right. That make sense? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, we need to be able to give the people the big picture. I think that's probably um, something we, we hear of often. And I know that you've had a webinar about a month ago with Shendell. Oh, and her last name escapes me. Um, but she was talking about framing for outcomes and giving people the big picture. Yeah. Because we don't exist in a vacuum. So there's so many variables at play that change our environment. And, you know, life happens and Murphy strikes. And when that happens, the person that you've asked to do this X thing for you, if they're aware of what you're trying to achieve, they can change the course of their action to achieve that outcome for you, regardless of all the, you know, changes in the environment. Right. So you can, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can still sort of say, um, this is how I did it last time, but 
but you're not requiring them to follow that same action. It's just giving them sort of a starting point. And by saying, oh, well, I suppose, how would you say it? You'd say, this is the effect I want and this is how I got it last time, perhaps? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's a story that, that um, one of our colleagues, Bryce, uses. And I think it's to do with coffee, getting a coffee and asking oh, yeah. someone to go down and get, get you a coffee. And I think the, the one he uses is, hey, can you go down to Daisy's Cafe and grab me a cup of coffee, please? So that's an action. Right. And if I had to go down and I go down and I notice, oh, Daisy's is closed, I'll come back with no coffee. <laughs> right. Because he, spl- well, he, because he explicitly asked for something. He asked me to go down to get him a cup of coffee and for it to be from Daisy's. I don't know now, like I'd have to call him and say, hey, this is closed. Is there, you know, any other coffee you'd like? But if I just, if he, I think, I think the story he says is if I just say, hey, what I'd really like is a hot coffee in my hand right now. My preference is for days is, but I don't really mind. Then I'm going to make sure that he just gets a cup of hot coffee, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's that's quite interesting, actually, because that, that also allows him to narrow or broaden what he asked for, right? If he, if he just really wants any coffee, he could say, oh, yeah, I, I, I want a, a, as you said, a hot, hot cup of coffee in my hand right now, um, probably from Daisy's, if you can, or something. Hmm. Um, I suppose that, that leaves it pretty pretty broad. Like they might find Daisy's is shut and they go, oh, I'll come back to the office and make you an instant coffee. Exactly. And if you're, you know, you might be quite happy with that. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, however, if you're really, really after a, you know, nicely made barista coffee, perhaps you like it with frothy milk and you think that makes a big difference or whatever. Yeah. Um, as, as you can tell, I don't because I don't understand that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're a bit of a coffee snob, Peter. Yeah. What? No, it's way easier. Just black and then there's no fanciness needed. Anyway. Um, <laughs> If you were to go, you might ask, oh, well, I want, I want a cafe coffee, um, ideally from Daisy's. Then again, you, you're still giving the effect, right? But you can sort of narrow or broaden it um, based on what you want because you might go, oh, if it's just instant, I don't even really feel like it. Yeah, absolutely. You can be as specific as you want or you need to be. Yeah. But as long as you give the outcome that you're after, you know that that outcome is going to be achieved. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could safely say in our office, if we were, we would normally go to our nearest cafe, Crave, because uh, their coffee's great. But if they were shut or something, then we could probably go to the next nearest one. And for almost everyone, that'll be fine. Uh, however, I wouldn't be so bold to assume we can go to any cafe for Turlock because uh, he, he in our office is quite fussy. I don't even think he likes Crave. He likes this other one down the road. And I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that just because... Uh, he wants a coffee. He wants one from anywhere. It needs to be, uh, I don't know, up to his standard. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, you kind of touched on something there. Yeah. Um, which is, like, if I, if I was Turlock and I send you to get me coffee and you keep just bringing me really crap coffee. Yeah. I no longer really trust your ability to 
execute on the task at hand. Oh, fair, fair enough. Yep. <laughs> and the minute that I don't feel that way, I feel I actually feel the pressure to explain exactly what I want you to do. I, I feel the pressure to be really prescriptive. So instead of even saying to you, you know, hey, can you make sure I have a hot cup of, cup of coffee? Like it's going to be, can you make sure that I have a hot cup of coffee in my hand and it must not be instant coffee. It must not be from this particular cafe. And yeah. so it's funny. It's like this pressure counter pressure. So you can still be quite prescriptive in the effects you're after as long as you don't go and turn around and be prescriptive in the actions you're after. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Isn't it? it is our default. If somebody, rather than taking a step back and going, okay, I need to be clear on the outcome, our usual thing is to assume, oh, this person doesn't get it. I guess I'm going to have to take it down to blow by blow for them sort of thing. But that makes it worse, right? Because now you're giving even more finite parameters, which are even more susceptible to variation yeah and it's really actually arrogant to know that um that you know everything to think that oh yeah i know exactly like i can describe this so well this action so well that it's going to be fail proof you know yeah and what comes to mind is that example i may have i may have actually discussed this with you before but the, like the restaurant example so you might no, like your so. steak. You might like your steak. How do you like your steak? You tell me. Uh, I like it rare. Okay. So I'm, I could be wrong on this, but I'm thinking if you cook it for two minutes on each side, you'll you'll kind of have a rare steak. Maybe. Yeah. So P Peter Sorby has this method that somehow magically works for me. Um, he once came over. Uh, we had barbecued steaks, and and he was like, oh. I reckon you need this much on this side and this much on the other. And I was just like, what? And he's got some sort of like, oh, based off how many centimeters thick it is, uh, assuming oh, your barbecue is at full heat, you want it. Yeah, he goes, oh, I reckon, he reckons, I reckon one that big, you want three minutes first side, two minutes second side, and then let it rest. And I right. was like, what? It, it was bang on. No, but <laughs> you say this works for you every time? Uh, because I buy the same steak from the same place, yes. But the moment I, I don't know how to redo that calculation. So right, <laughs> so you need to keep buying the same. parameters, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, but so Ed, that's an excellent example, actually. Now imagine walking into a restaurant, and the waiter comes over and says, "What would you like?" You say steak, and they say, "How would you like it done?" And I say, "What? Three minutes one side, yeah. two minutes the other." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because you know that that works for you. But you don't do that. You don't go into the kitchen and say, hey, chef, if you just flip that after about three minutes, keep it there for two and then let it rest for five, that's what I want. No, at the end of the day, you, you, you need to know a whole bunch of other things. How do they cook their, like, is it a frying pan that they use? What kind of, a, is it a cast iron frying pan? Um, you know, do they finish it off in the oven? You need to know all these other things in order... So it's much easier to just, obviously, given that you trust that the chef knows what they're doing, it's much easier to just say, I want a rare steak. I want it rare. It's actually a funny example of an, yeah, yeah, of an effect that we always ask for, but you don't notice, do you? But you're right. It's, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine trying to tell a chef how to cook your food. <laughs>
because you know better. Yeah. But that yeah, is really so interesting. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Really, if you've ever, and this is kind of an elevator pitch, maybe for talking in effect. Yeah. But if you've ever asked someone to do something, or if you if this happens to you repeatedly, you ask people to do something for you, and what you get more often than not, what you get is not what you asked for. Yeah. That's probably the time to start thinking, hang on, you know, is it me or is it them? Because I mean, at the end of the day, it could be one of two things. It could be that, you know, that is it like a saying, if you keep doing the same thing, you'll keep getting the same result. Oh, uh, something like if you, is it, is it, is it is insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result or something like that? Right. I think in, in this sense, people say it as in stop doing the same thing because, oh yeah. So if you keep doing the same thing, you'll keep getting the same result, but as in, it's not the result that you're after. So stop right, doing right, the right, same right. thing. Well, this yep. is kind of counterintuitive to that because as I said, oftentimes we think that because doing X in the past has given us Y, we just keep asking for the X. Uh, yeah. Um, so in that case, if we keep asking for something and we keep asking it in actions in form of, can you please do this for me? It's really us. We're the ones that need to fix the way we communicate. It could, of course, be the other person because you were so prescriptive with your actions the minute the person encounters an issue or you know gets blocked you don't end up getting what you want or thirdly i guess it could be that the person's just not capable um but at the end of the day that's not probably useful to us because we're sort of trying to determine how we can communicate more, more clearly but this is when talking effects comes into play it kind of gives you what you want not necessarily what you asked for if that's if that makes sense yeah yes yeah. so you have to be a little detached here don't you you can't just you're going to have to accept that you uh that people are going to do things differently but as long as the outcome's right you shouldn't be too stressed about that i guess yeah yeah and at the end of the day and this might be someone who works for you you know why did you hire them if you're gonna be dictating every you know if you don't trust that they know what they're doing like you know it's true yeah you, you hire people hopefully because you know they know what they're doing so tell them the effect you're after and let them get on with it like they may not have done it the way you would have done it but hey they may have, that's true they, they may even do it better <laughs> if you want efficient. everyone to do exactly what you say and prescribe everything you'd be best to just hire a, i guess a bunch of assistants rather than a bunch of technically skilled people that are capable not to say assistants aren't capable, but within a within a you know skilled field sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, even assistants. Like this is this and the, this kind of is exactly the point. You kind you kind of think you know better. Well, that's true, but you yeah. <laughs> that's true. If you give an assistant the offload things to them, they have far more experience with actually <laughs> say booking hotels or something than you do. So yeah, it's actually their job. Like this is what they do every day. <laughs> yeah. So you saying, can you please go to this website and check blah? You know. What how how do you know that her sister's not, you know, her, his or her? I'm gonna be politically correct. I don't know if your assistant is male or female. 
how do you know if their sister doesn't work at the help desk of at the sort of reservation desk of this hotel and can get you a really awesome rate but if she had sure. to follow what you had to say and go through this website you'll be paying a lot more money i mean i'm making stuff up now but no but it, it, it makes a point yeah is that you can't yeah you don't want to just be doing people's well you're sort of doing people's jobs for them but in the worst possible way yeah like, it's not exactly. actually helping anyone exactly yeah and as you said before more prescriptive doesn't help unless you can control all the variables so exactly to go back to your steak example i wouldn't go to somebody else like i wouldn't bring my dad there oh i've got this perfect thing what you need to do on your barbecue <laughs> is cook a steak for this much on either side because i don't I, yeah i don't know where he's going to buy the steaks from or the difference in his barbecue however i know on my you know whatever it was 400 dollar bunnings barbecue and my steak from woolies that came in this come in the same packet and thickness every time <laughs> it works for me <laughs> right but i'm not going to go like telling somebody else that because of all the variables but somehow that seems obvious but it doesn't seem obvious in business to say to tell someone oh well you know in this meeting you must say these words you know to let's say a a, a new a new trainer um or a new salesperson or anything like that without looking at taking over a process yeah. giving them verbatim what to say doesn't make sense you might just record a video of you saying it <laughs> exactly right and if yeah. that's what you want then do that but but if you want them to go in there and cause the effect that let's say the person is trained effectively in the tool or the skill or that the, the customer you know um understands the value of your product and moves on to the next meeting then you're going to be I guess you need you might break break down the uh effects would you rather I mean, than I, just saying oh well the effect i want is that the customer buys something okay sure but that's quite high level how would that work i mean you can definitely and this uh, we kind of touched on this you can definitely break down the effects as long as you don't go into breaking them down as actions right so you okay. could say first i want you to achieve this effect then this effect and like first i want you to achieve the effect that the customer is ridiculously comfortable with you right i want that effect achieved so you're and this is probably now going into into a different tool um but i'm thinking you start with the end in mind yep. and you go okay just before the sale is made what else must i have achieved or what other effect must have been created so there probably must be trust the the customer probably must be quite present to the problem um, they must also believe that you have the solution for them so there's a series of effects that you might want to achieve as long as you don't go and break it down into well what i want you to do is when you come into the sales meeting is first um, say thank you then offer them a cup of coffee, you know, just like meaningless things that you've decided to break down these effects into, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So there's, there's obviously a sweet spot there. Um, these are the major effects that you need from a sales meeting for it to be effective that, 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 you've, you, know, that you might know, um, but you're giving them the autonomy and flexibility to figure out how to get those. Absolutely. And uh, I suppose, I mean, it's the same thing, right? You can't say, oh, I always tell them this story, you know, or in a training <laughs> meeting, I always tell this story, you should tell it too. It's like, well, but it's not your story. So it's not gonna cause the same effect. 
No, probably not. <laughs> Whereas if you say, oh, well, you know, you want the effect that they can relate this, relate to this with a, with a story. Okay, yeah. well, now you've given them flexibility for any story they know that, that makes the point well. Absolutely. Okay. All right, so how would you, to, to the listener who's going, all right, this sounds good. What, what, what are your sort of bold to say no fail first steps, but, you know, <laughs> what, what's your advice for them to do for the rest of the day or, or once, they, once they stop listening to this podcast and they, they go to do something, how can they get started? Okay, that's a good question. I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> um, if it's something that you could do right now, as soon as you stop listening to this podcast, I'd probably go, I'd probably say, sit down, have a think of the last time you actually asked for something and you didn't get what you asked for. And sort of think, how can I, how could I have rephrased this and asked for it in effect? I think this is probably like a safe exercise. You're not doing it in real life. You know, you're just reflecting back on, on, the mistake made previously okay yep um, yep so that kind of i don't know like obviously um you know what i'm talking about i don't know if you have any um hints and tips but that would probably be my my well, easiest we, yeah that's more or less what i had actually uh when i said it you said you were thinking i i started thinking as well and my default was to think the last email you said that was a instruction or request or something to go yeah. back and Maybe not resend it, but to rewrite it as if you were, or to rewrite it focusing on the effect and perhaps recommending some actions, but not, but not requiring them. Um, yeah. But I guess that's similar. Mine, mine was just specific as opposed to uh, any request. But I think that, yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, actually, now that you say that in terms of the email, if it is someone that, you know, you might be friends with or you're close with or... And where it happened that you sent an email, you're asking for something, you didn't get what you asked for. If you're close enough to this, this person, it might even be interesting to say to them, hey, had I asked you to, and you know, rephrase your request in terms of effects, had I asked you to achieve blah for me, what would you have done differently? Or do you think that's different to the first request that I had for you? Just to see sort of what the person would have come back with. Yeah. Okay. Just as a little test. Yeah. I think that'd be really interesting actually. Um, And as you say, if it's someone that you know fairly well and you've worked with, um, yeah, I suspect what you'll get back is, oh yeah, then I would have just done this. And you sort of smack yourself in the head and go, yeah, right. Okay. I get it. (laughs) Well, it's my internet story. Had I just called and said, Hey, I want to have internet in this new house. <laughs> it would have been a vastly different experience for me. I would yeah, have been right. $200 richer. Not richer, but I wouldn't have been in the negative. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and had the delay, um, probably prolonged yeah. the delay and all that sort of thing. Exactly. All right, good. Oh, well, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a good good way to get started. So hopefully, hopefully people listening to listening to this can go off and have a crack at that and no uh, yeah, feel free to let 
let either Meta or, or I uh, know how you go. Message us on, on LinkedIn or however you want. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what people get up to. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for joining me for, for the podcast. And um, I'm sure we'll have you back on here for, for something else again soon. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks. Bye. See ya.